0: Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% L.A. Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world of the five-time MLS Cup champion, L.A. Galaxy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on
1: cornerofthegalaxy.com. Coming to you on a Thursday, February 25th, the L.A. Galaxy successfully launching the community kit or that's going to be a large portion of the show it's going to be a large portion of the show though because well i don't need to tell you this there isn't much else that's happening um it, it's been a crazy day for me i can discuss that a little bit after we get to the break uh the hammer is off this week so to help me with tonight's show uh she's back it's sophie the cannon nicolaus sophie how you doing
2: I'm doing great. And can I just say, I love the new music at the beginning of the show. I've been meaning to tell you that. Uh, but listening to it, I love it.
1: That's, that's love
2: the whole LA thing.
1: That, that's good. You know, it's funny because um, I always know how long people have been listening by whether or not they say it's new music or old music. <laughs> Um, because it is one of our old intros that we had a long time ago and I was like, well, I'll probably get sued if I keep it up. But you know what? I said, eh, whatever. We needed, we needed to change something up, Sophie, this year. Something needed to change and we have got it. And so we, we, we have made it here. And I would just like to say, I think, Sophie, it might be a minor miracle, uh, that we did make it here tonight. I've been trying to mess with, uh, with getting the show ready and getting Sophie's audio plugged in and actually working. Um, if it works tonight then hey we did something well and if it didn't work tonight I, I have no idea and I'll try to probably fix it and post but um, I, I've had a I've had a day where I've basically been at the office for the last 12 12 and a half hours and uh, I ran here to do this show uh, and I will honestly say uh, I missed nothing uh, in LA Galaxy land because there's there's not a ton of stuff going on do you do you feel that way
2: I do because um Obviously, I've been listening to the shows with um, Kevin and and the Hammer and uh, and it just seems very quiet. To be honest, it seems – is it me or does it seem very quiet in general with MLS? I think that, you know, uh, I've been talking to the guys over there because MLS Media Day is coming up and I always get excited about that, to be part of that and to be able to interview different players from different teams uh, for TalkSport in the UK. But it does seem – a little too quiet, especially where LA Galaxy are concerned, because I think we've been spoiled and used to a marquee player coming in every season. Um, and I think last year's marquee player was such a letdown and the team was a letdown. What? 22 points, 10th position, no playoffs, Right. Uh, kind of a brutal season for a five star winning team. So yeah, I mean, I know I don't want it to always be bringing in players who are in the twilight of their career, who are looking at, you know, people who are calling this a retirement league because that's not the case. Look what Zlatan's doing at AC Milan right now. I think we all miss him. But it's that juice, that excitement that there's it's like having an omelet without the eggs. There's a major ingredient missing and can't quite put my finger on it, but it's a bit too quiet right now. But there's still time.
1: There, there's still you, you feel you feel confident in that. Um, Yeah. I, I mean, I would imagine that, that there's there's there has to be signings. There's 25 players on this roster. And I think that maybe three or four of them are not even MLS caliber players in terms of I would expect them to play at LA Galaxy, too. We've we've talked about this um, many times just in, in terms of, you know, where we expect the roster moves to, to, to sort of happen. Um, you know, the LA galaxy is still going after Christian Pavone. There's the sexual assault allegations. There's the legal case. Uh, thank God there's no update on that. And I don't have to provide it because it's yeah, been, a so, it's been a soap opera of twists and turns. And we, and we, went over on Monday night, um, to, to sort of talk about, um, you know, what the latest is in that. So if you want to catch back up on Monday night, um, you got it. So, I mean, when you're trying to see this season and get excited for the season one, you, you and I were talking about this and I thought it was, you it, You put it very well and and I hope you're not, I hope you're not upset I'm taking from off the air on the air, but you said, no. you know, I, I sort of feel like, like is the pandemic over? It feels in a way like everybody's sort of planning like it is, but we're mm-hmm. very much in in limbo land, but I also feel optimistic that that there are going to be people, that people who are in our chat room, that you and I, well, you and I because we're reporters, but, um, but that everybody, you know, at least season ticket holders at some point in this season, are going to be in the stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel confident in that right now, and I, I do know about the variants. I do know about other things. I'm paying attention to that. I'm just saying, there seems to be an unrealistic optimism that <laughs> that I yeah. have, and and maybe that's just the disillusionment that we we're sort of going through right now.
2: Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think that's the case. I think that you know, I was talking to my family in England, of course, and they've been in a serious lockdown. When we say lockdown, England for the last you know eight weeks has been in a serious lockdown, and now they're lifting some restrictions and they've got this five phase, uh, comeback to society, uh, and you know uh, they're talking about uh, in May, which I think it's May seventeenth, is letting you know fans into. Premier League games, which is going to be incredible because it's the end of the season and it's a great way uh, for fans to be able to kind of, you know, regroup and get back together. And they're saying ten thousand fans in in stadiums that you know have major capacity, which is huge. And I think the NFL has been a good example of how you can do it. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying. The Super Bowl was a bit weird and the celebrations were a bit weird because I was like, oh, wow. okay, so the pandemic is over because everyone was partying like rock stars in there. But then you look at Florida's numbers compared to California's. They haven't been on a major lockdown like we do and our numbers are higher. So I think that people are willing to start saying, look, people can be responsible. We have to trust people to do the right thing. And I think MLS were really stellar in how they handled the whole thing. You and I went to the games. We felt safe when we were there. Right. I think there's a way to do it and, and integrate fans back in to things. And I think they have to, Josh, from a, from a fiscal uh, responsibility side. I mean, the league lost what? a billion dollars well, last season? They, they, close to? They say that. They say that, I mean, it might that, be dramatic. Yes. yes, they
1: are being dramatic, absolutely. But yes, yeah. they, they lost a considerable amount of money. Absolutely.
2: I mean, concessions, tickets, all of this, game day, game day money is huge for clubs. So they're going to have to figure it out and find a way. And also as a society, we're going to have to figure out how we move on. You know, the more people get vaccinated, the better it is for everybody. But I think certain sports have shown that, you can do it slowly, but surely. And I don't know if you were watching the Australian open too, but they opened the gates, um, for the semifinals and, you know, they had half the the capacity, um, you know, people present. So I think if there's a league that can do it and do it safely, it's, it's, it's MLS.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think you could go with, with, with looking at reduced capacities. I think that that works. Um, I think that you could, you know, that you could look at, at possibly letting in season ticket holders, um, there, there seems to be ways in which you could successfully do this stuff. Um, but now we're now, you know, we're, we're in that spot where they're going to have to start making those decisions and, and, and sort of, um, you know, plan out what they're going to do. I, I mean, I will say right now that it, it feels like in California we're going to be, you know, some, one of the last ones to sort of open up. Um, one, just because I, I think everybody is going to be cautious and will follow the follow a lot of the science here. Mm-hmm. Um, and and two, you know, I think that um, I think that there's that there just seems to be more hesitancy in California than anywhere else. And, and as and as the most populous state in the union, it, it, it might be might I- include that i mean it's going to take us a while Well, for
2: economically us to get- it's the largest too right <laughs> yeah
1: so. it is it absolutely is so um all those things matter but i mean you know sports that are happening in california it's all the major sports it's the lakers you know it's um the kings it's the ducks it's the angels it's the dodgers it's the giants and the a's um you know it's the san jose earthquakes it's lafc it's all the, the warriors profession- yeah the warriors mm-hmm. it's all the professional sports it's the 49ers um you know it's all those across the entire state that are affected right now and as they do it in different counties and and sort of look at that then you know maybe there's a chance maybe Sophie Mm -hmm. maybe there's a chance that we see something um, here in the future so I think that there should be some cautious optimism I have been hearing from uh, some people that there are discussions right now within the LA galaxy or around the organization about trying to get fans back in. And when they think that is going to happen, granted they have no power to make that happen, but they're Mm -hmm. actively planning for that eventuality, which is a good thing.
2: But Josh, I think if, if the NFL have done it and can do it, why? I mean, it's, I think, yes, each state has its own issues and has to abide by the law. Uh, but i think when you see what's happened with the nfl this season i think it's unfair and from a monetary point of view exceptionally unfair because at the end of the day these teams are also businesses and you know going through another season without being able to have fans in the stadium i don't think you know that that's that creates all sorts of economic issues right um not only for the teams but the businesses around the stadiums who have suffered greatly um since last season and i think you know we have to be able to kind of get the communities back on their feet and working these are mom and pop shops these are small businesses i mean these are really important and um components to every community so they're going to have to figure it out i think uh, i really do especially when you see other states who are able to bring fans back? Um, yeah. Whether it's the NFL, NBA, or whatever.
1: Yeah, I, I think if you, you know, I always said for outdoor sports, you know, like you, like you said, we were there. Um, I felt mm. perfectly fine, but there were I only there were only like twenty of us. I mean, you know, that that's that's one of the things. There was a twenty of us in a twenty five thousand seat stadium, plus you know twenty two players and subs and and some referees. They it was pretty easy to stay away. From. Yes. In fact, I I do wish they gave us more space because Kevin kept being really close to me. Like <laughs> he was within eight feet, so I was like, you you need. To move over, I do have, I do have some news. You want to talk about some mildly yeah, interesting yeah, uh, LA Galaxy news? So uh, the preliminary rosters for Olympic qualifying got put out, and I think these are the fifty man rosters. Um, that they were able to put out there. So there are four LA Galaxy players that were listed on there. One of them is listed twice, as everybody already knows. Uh, Julian Araujo was listed on the USA roster. Jonathan Klinsman was listed on the US roster. Uh, Efrain Alvarez was listed on the US roster. And Danilo Acosta was listed on the Honduras roster. Great, cool, Mm. awesome. Efrain Alvarez was also listed on the Mexico roster. Yeah,
2: what do you make of that?
1: I, I think it's a good play. Uh, It hurts the U.S. none Uh, right now, from my understanding, he is cap tied to Mexico because he played Mm -hmm. in official events for their youth team. So he would need to make a one time switch if he was coming to the United States. And that means if he makes the switch, that's it. It's over. It's done. Right. He Mm -hmm. can't go back. So I would think uh, certainly he feels comfortable in Mexico. Um, (laughs) I think that the United States did a good job. Of sort of trying to woo him and so there is some interest there but he is not going to make that one-time switch now um that's my guess so i would expect that whenever he goes uh for this uh, olympic qualifying because we're going to assume the olympics are a thing uh and they're actually going to happen the summer olympics are going to happen in japan um then f ryan alvarez will go into concacaf olympic qualifying um under the the, the flag of mexico and you know that that might be better for him in terms of his playing time and what he wants to do. Um, Julian Araujo actually has more as stiff competition to sort of get into that roster and play. So I like that. Uh, you know, uh, Efrain Alvarez, this is his year to sort of make or break something. So mm-hmm. I say stick with Mexico, stick with something, you know, uh, and then uh, go out there and, and hopefully prove that you deserve to be on that. And, and not only that, but possibly get called up for the senior Mexican national team as well. So I, if, to me, it feels like Efrain's path is is sort of placed on the Mexico side with Tata mm-hmm. Martino. Um, but Greg Berhalter in the United States did, I think, a, a fairly good job of, of actually sort of. You know, Yeah, um, they made
2: no they made no bones about wanting him to play for the U.S.
1: I, I mean, it, it's twofold, though, right? Because if you're the U.S., one, you want Efrain Alvarez to play for you, and two, you want to take him away from Mexico, right? And if you're Mexico— Well, yeah, I
2: mean, the rivalry <laughs> and, and everything. Well, it's, I, uh, it, it, it's so funny because has he made the decision based on his path to being able to play, or has he made his decision on where his heart is? You know, I think those are two very different things, and yeah. and I, I've seen this with some players that can't play for England, and then they go to choose and play for, say, the Republic of Ireland, right, um, or, or, or other nations. It's not easy to get into the England team. Mexico definitely has improved. It's it's not easy, but the US also has an insane amount of talent that is coming through. And just look at some of the young young players in Europe playing for top teams like Barcelona, Dortmund, um, Juventus. I mean, it's it, it's challenging there too. So, what's your take? Is it heart or is it root? I think
1: him? I think for him, it, it's I I think they they're combined. I think he he has his heart in Mexico, and I think that's where he wants to try to play. Um, he's got an uphill battle either way. Um, in in both of those teams, so there's not anything given. And quite honestly, with the way that he's played for the LA galaxy, um, last year this year uh, he's not going to make either one of those rosters uh, right now yeah. because he hasn't shown enough in in my opinion to, to really do it but I mean this is the place to do it a U23 roster um, you know Olympic qualifying uh, so yeah. it, it'll be interesting but it, just to sort of you know put everybody's mind um, and, and sort of understand the Galaxy could be missing Julian Araujo they could be miss- missing Jonathan Klinsman they could be missing Efrain Alvarez and they could be missing Danilo Acosta all to this uh, qualifying and these it starts on March 18th, um, and it will roll through. I think the finals are Tuesday, March 30th. So uh, let's see uh, February, April, March, right? Um, we're in February. April comes up next. Is that February, March, April? Sorry, I can't, I don't know my <laughs> months. It's been that day, Sophie. It's been that day. So February, no, March. So right, so yeah. actually, it should be mostly done in the preseason because uh, the season's not starting until April 17th. So um, they could be missing part of the preseason <laughs> sort of in this qualifying to, to get there. Um, yeah. And again, and then we'll have to see if they do make it. Um, if the U S or Mexico do qualify, or if, you know, Honduras does qualify, then they would also be called up during the summer games themselves to play in that U 23 style tournament with a certain number of overs. Don't, don't forget about the overs. Yeah. Um, So, uh, it'll be interesting to see.
2: Yeah. I think Ara, Araho's path is a little clearer right now. I, I, I don't know if you agree, but. I just think the level of talent and obviously the impact that he had as bad as LA Galaxy were last season. I kind of, I'm not saying he's the same type of talent as Saka, but I see it as a little bit like my team Arsenal as well. Um, In a terrible year, Saka has really been the shining light and you can see that he's got so much potential. And I think last season, as bad as LA Galaxy were There was something about Araujo. I mean, he has to figure out his discipline this season. Can't be getting those red cards and those bookings. But he was definitely a shining light. You know, when there was news of him, maybe I know Spurs was sniffing around. I got so upset. Yes. Because in my mind, I'd like to, you know, if he's not going to play for LA Galaxy, I'd love him to be at the Arsenal to replace Hector Bellerin there at right back and have him for 10 years. But it seems to me that their paths are a little bit different in terms of where they're at right now, talent wise, but also how many games they've played and the contributions they've made to the team.
1: Yeah, um, you know, Araujo really, and, and we have touched on this over the last couple of weeks and certainly with his front page article and just the the fact that he's doing so many things. Um, so many right things. He's doing so many right things. We're going to talk about him being a little upset, by the way. Um, but yeah, here, here, yeah. Here in a couple. A couple minutes. Is he
2: upset? Is that true? Is he? I,
1: I heard. Okay, that. you'll get to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I heard. Okay. I heard that. But we're going to talk about him being upset, and quite honestly, has every right to be upset. So, um, mm. so we'll, we'll we'll talk about that. But I I think that just with the the hype around him, he is getting that hype. But in mm. my mind, it's deserved because of the way he played. And so, you know, I think that separates him really from what F. Ryan has sort of shown. There's been glimpses. You've seen the left foot when he's given time and when he can, you know, think his way through in a deliberate motion. F Ryan Alvarez can be very good. And he has, he's very good with light touches on passing. Uh, He has the ability in, in my opinion, he plays too slow. Um, and he's not very physical and he's going to have to grow into that. Julian Araujo came into camp last year and sort of became a man. And now it's Mm -hmm. Ephraim Alvarez's turn to become that, that man you're playing against men. You have to be that man. Yeah. Uh, Like me, just bulk up on all the chocolate (laughs) chip cookies.
2: Totally. Yeah. Like you, but Araujo also has that versatility, doesn't he? He can play in a couple of different positions. And I think, you know, he showed that as well last season too. So yeah, but you know, maybe you can give Alvarez some tips on your weight right now. You what you what you lifting, Josh? What you lifting?
1: I'm I'm lifting my liquid IV. Do you know what a liquid <laughs> IV is? It's my favorite thing in the world. It replaces – it's if you're lazy and you don't want to drink a lot of water, you drink this liquid IV stuff and it basically tastes like like lime Gatorade and it replaces like I think one liquid IV is good for like two or three glasses of water. So every every night I drink one of these because I didn't drink any water all day. So I will have this. It's you're totally not supposed to use it that way. Do not use it that way. It's supposed to (laughs) it's supposed to help you hydrate on top of the water that you're drinking. Um, But you know, the the pandemic's got me down. All right, that's it's it's one of those. Are you
2: drinking too much pop during the during the day?
1: I I so I. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Most of the times, I either have a Dr. Pepper whenever I'm recording, or I have, uh, or I have water. Um, uh, today it was the liquid IV only because my wife is nice enough to have made it for me before. Uh, before I ran straight upstairs uh, to get this done. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm glad we went on that sidetrack. But y- what, yeah, what were yeah,
2: that? no, <laughs> um, uh, Michael Douglas in. Have you seen the Kaminsky method? By the way,
1: it's a great yes. show. Yes, I've seen. Yeah. I haven't seen I mean, all of it, but I've seen yeah, a good portion I mean, of it.
2: Yeah, his drink was whiskey, but with Dr. Pepper, which I found completely gross. I don't Did you know try it? Could do that. No, I, I'm not a whiskey. I do not like whiskey at all. I just can't. It's too potent and I just don't like the smell. If I'm, I'm, not-
1: if I'm really going to drink, I drink like scotch. But like, mm. that, you know, as a almost 40 year old now, really drinking for me is having one scotch once every two months. That's really Wait. drinking for me.
2: Excuse me, yes. you're not even, you're not 40 yet.
1: No, no, thank God. Why? I look older, don't I? That's the thing. No, it's no, the no, it's just it's the,
2: the, it's just the fact that, I mean, wow. I, I mean, I'm,
1: I'm 39 and will be 40 this summer, but we're, this we summer. don't want to talk about that. Do you Zlo- know
2: I'm going to be 50 this year?
1: But, but see, you're still, you're still <laughs> young, hip and fun. Whereas I've lost most of my hair. I look like I need to go to sleep right now. <laughs> Um, and I've
2: got bags under my eyes, (laughs) mate. And
1: I think, and I think, my wife even feels sorry for me at this point. She's like, "Ah, too bad. You you had a good run, though." Um. Anyway, so uh, I do have another piece, little little piece of news before we get to the kit launch. Uh, Former associate head coach Dave Sarikin, and if uh, any of you know Dave. Uh, you'll know him, obviously, as uh, as the the former assistant to Bruce Reno. The, they always called him. He was never an assistant coach. He was associate head coach. Just wanted to let you know that. Um, that's the thing. And, of course, Dave's big uh, claim to fame, some people would say, would be the interim manager as the U.S. men's national team uh, interim manager or the guy who ate tacos with me after the 2014 MLS Cup uh, celebration party down in uh, Hermosa Beach. Uh, so either of those are why you probably know Dave Surikin. Uh But anyway, Dave uh, just took a job. Um, and Dave has, was a great friend of the show whenever he was uh, uh, with, uh, with the coaching staff. He used to come on all, like maybe once a month he would come on and just talk soccer with us. And it was great because Bruce never wanted to do it. So Bruce would let any of his assistants come on the show so yeah. that way he didn't have to do it. Noonan or, or, or Dave would, uh, would come on and so Dave just took the uh, Puerto Rico national team job. So he'll be coaching uh, wow. national team in Puerto Rico. I think that's great. I'm, I'm, Good for him. I'm very 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 happy with that um, and I always thought he sort of got a bad rap as the interim manager of the U.S. Men's National Team. He did what he needed to do, and and sort of got that going. So, congratulations, Dave.
0: There Josh.
2: Anyone doing the interim manager job, it's a thankless task. You know, you're 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 set up to fail, really, or you're caught between a rock and a hard place. It's not an easy thing. So. Well, good for him. Congratulations to him. Yeah, that's, it, uh, that's good. That's a good. Uh, that's a good gig.
1: Yeah, it, it is a good gig, and I would like to point out I have been the interim caretaker of Corner of the Galaxy <laughs> since two thousand nine. They've been meaning to replace me, but I'm still here. So, um, there we go. Uh good thing the chat room is telling us how how old everybody is. So, um, oh no, it's how,
2: what's going on. Should no, I they're have a look they're
1: good. Go they're my... not saying they're not saying anything. They're talking about their years, how old they are. So they haven't quite gone oh, on okay. to say how I. I mean, honestly, if you looked at me. I think I'm still 25. This still looks 25 in my still mind. Have
2: it, but you've got great skin. That's. I you, mean, people may not be able to see that, like, but I, I have seen it up close. You, just, you have great skin. Fan,
1: well, I mean, there's a lot of it on the top of my head too, because the hair has gone this <laughs> way and the skin keeps going. So we have that. Um. So that's sort of it. Let's get to um. Let's get to the kit launch because this was uh, this was special, and I I think I can. You know, I think I'm qualified to sort of say that, Sophie, 13th season covering the L.A. Galaxy um, and to understand the the hype behind the jersey and then to live up to that hype and then to, I think, fail in not understanding how big that hype really was going to be. Um, And a couple other little tiny failures. But overall, what a tremendous success for the LA Galaxy. Uh, According to Chris Thomas, um, who was a big part of this uh, Jersey launch for the LA Galaxy, Chris said uh, it was the most successful kit launch in MLS history. Uh, I got a text message as I was texting the LA Galaxy uh, 30 minutes after they they released the kit at 10 a.m. It had sold out at the Team LA store. Um, that's awesome. That's amazing. And I also told them that that was going to happen the day before. And they were like, really? You think? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes. I'm like, it's, I said, it would sell. Su- I go, there won't be any available by tomorrow afternoon. I go, it's not going to happen. I go, I am telling you, everybody is looking at this. And, and here's we, let's, I, I want to make it very clear. The success of this kit is, is far reaching. It means a lot. It means that they got a lot of things, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, the overall thing, and if you read the article that I wrote on cornerofthegalaxy.com, um. You know, I think there's probably some poetic language in there trying to explain this kit and what it means to LA Galaxy uh, fans mm-hmm. and sort of how that goes. So it was an unqualified success. Absolutely, everything was great. Um, there were things that weren't perfect, and I'll, I'll talk about those things, but overall, it, it was amazing. Did you get any of the hype? Did you feel it? So, you know, there was a lot of press for it, and I
2: think. I was thinking to myself, I think I may, I may have mentioned it to Larry. I can't remember who, but I was thinking, wow, imagine if this wasn't in a COVID time and how much more hype there would have been, because we would have been there, probably an event at the stadium, right. um, different players, you know, uh, the whole hoopla. And so I think that the excitement, though, came across through social media and came across through great outlets like yours and um the the pr in general and having been into your studio josh and i love hearing you i wanted to hear you talk about this because for me as well i've you know i've been covering the team for a long time but you've you've literally got every single jersey or scarf on your wall in your studio and so i know what it means for galaxy fans i know what it means like when a new, a new Jersey comes out and it, it, it has the nostalgia factor. It has the community aspect, which I love about the story. And I think right. what they did was they built a really good story around this. They did. And it gave it a little bit more, um, heart. And I think that's the difference. And what I like about MLS, unlike the premier league and some other leagues where it feels a bit more like a money grab, the shirts stay around for a couple seasons, right? they're not changing every single season and so that's the other thing i think i like and and one last point before i let you wax lyrical about this is what a franchise and what a pedigree this team has in its most in its worst year when it's on its knees it's able to come back launch a new kit and have that type of hype hype and excitement about it it just shows you the depth of the support that LA galaxy has and what the five stars mean to a lot of fans who followed the team for years and years.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, I mean, they did get the story right. The the story starts like further back than that. And I think mm-hmm. it's important. And I'm and hinted at it in my story. Um, but it, it would be naive of us not to look at the 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 Retros E. right, which yes. was which were the, the knockoff but re- knockoff reproductions of 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 the old L.A. Galaxy kits, the 1997 kit um, in particular, and some of those other older kits, um, you know, people sort of. Had, there was demand for that, and they went out mm-hmm. and they found somebody who made them, and they and they made them, and then people were wearing them in the stadium, and you know this is this is before COVID. People were wearing them in the stadium. Yeah. Everybody was like, "That's awesome! <laughs> I have to have one." Oh, I'm gonna do, th- you know, that's cool. I mean, yeah, it's like twenty five bucks or thirty bucks or something like that, and it's not a not a not a real quality, but you know, silk screen sort of sort of stuff. But it, that's what really tipped this off, and so I, I think you have to credit them. Uh, for opening everybody's eyes up to the fact that 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 MLS and the LA Galaxy and Adidas were not satisfying that need, right? And so, in a way, Retro C Rosera sort of looked and said, "This is the roadmap that you need to follow, and if you follow this roadmap, you will be successful because there is demand here. All you have to do is sort of set it up and." That's probably oversimplifying things, right? Because it's easier to look in the rearview mirror and say, "Oh, well, that yeah, of course that's what it was," and they and they followed it. But the galaxy went out and did that though, and, and you know, a tip hat to to Chris Thomas. This is usually about an eighteen month process, uh, Sophie. So it's not mm-hmm. it's not <laughs> quick, right? Um, and so when when we look at how they put that together, they did a really good job. Now, um, the other part about this is that you have to look and say that they got the design right too. It is not an exact copy of 1997. It is a like streamlined future version of the 1997. It's what the 1997 Jersey would have looked like in 2021. And that's how, what it needed to be. If you were going to do that correctly, you needed to have that update. You needed to have that, that little bit of edge and, and, Again, the 1997 kit, Sophie is a Nike design, mm-hmm. right? So a 1997 Nike design. So really, I would imagine that Adidas even had to go to Nike and said, "Hey, we're kind of going to copy this a little bit because it's very close, but mm-hmm. it's 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 more it's more than that." And so. I mean, the only thing that makes the shirt, and, and we're showing it on the, on the video portion of the, of the um, podcast, so if you want to go to YouTube, you can check it out. Um, obviously, everybody knows what it looks like at this time. If, if you want to check it out, though, um, it, it's there, but you can see it. The only thing that's better than the shirt, Sophie, is the entire thing. Um, and I love the socks. Oh my God. I, I said it on Twitter. I have
2: to buy some.
1: I, I said it on Twitter <laughs> and I said, if somebody offered, if somebody told me I had to pay $150 for those socks, <laughs> I, I, I would, I would say, give me two pairs. Like it's they're they, I mean, it's stupid to think that we have this this unbelievable kit. First of all, they got it right. They got the black and the tech green and the gold right. They got the the frame on the sleeves and the neck because it's black and white and it sort of just frames everything really nicely. Even the three stripes, which are usually annoying and don't fit the the jersey on the shoulders, are okay on this. Like, it's not like they stick out and you go, oh, well, that's horrible. Would I like it without the three stripes? Absolutely. But they're there and they're not horrible. The honey logo. I know there's people complaining about the honey logo. First of all, if you haven't Why? downloaded Honey, you, you you know the sponsorship, right? The mm-hmm. With Honey, yeah. right? If you haven't downloaded Honey, um, I suggest you do it. I've been saving money ever since that sponsorship came out. And this is not a paid advertisement. It should be. And they should pay me money to talk about them. But the Honey logo on the sleeve it's
2: looks pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty sweet. If it, to it's, give the pun. Very good. Very good. <laughs> um,
1: no, it, it's it's. If you're going to have a logo on a sleeve, that's almost the most unobtrusive logo that you could have on a sleeve and I will gl- that's that's what you want. So, yeah. I have that, but then the shorts, I mean again, I talked about it in my article and I'm sure it's way too flowery of language for some people. But the shorts just being black with the with the white galaxy crest with the three stripes coming down, it's like this break in it. And then the socks. The socks have the most tech green out of any portion of this of this and it just It's pretty rad. I
2: like also how the shorts are a little longer at the back. There's that cut. Yes. You know, and I love that. But also what I love about the fact, I I think you hit the nail on the head, that they're all black with the stripe. It's so, I I say Adidas, of course, where I come from. It's Adidas, not Adidas. Of course it is. um, So you get that vintage kind of retro Adidas feel, you know, and it's, it just, it just smacks of it. And I love how they put the three stripes on the shoulders because I think it just connects it all together and it elevates the look of the shorts as well. But the the stripes around the socks.
1: Yes. Ah, oh, oh,
2: forget about it.
1: It's so nice. And and again, that's that's <laughs> just that's just the uh, here I'll do it. That's just the Adidas logo, right? I mean, that's yes. their that's their three stripes is what they do, right? And but they put it on the top of the socks in the black section, and it breaks up the black section, but it ties it to the frame above. It is perfect, and the quasar, the gold quasar just in the center of the sock. How, if they do not sell these socks, I swear to God, they're missing. First of all, there's a whole bunch of people before this, Sophie, who were uh-huh. very convinced that that wearing a full kit is not a good thing. And of course we know what they say in, uh, in England about that, but we won't use that word on here. Um, you, you they, they're saying, Hey, the, 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 um, the full kit, you know, you, nobody ever wears the full kit because that's, you don't want to be one of those people. You can wear the shirt if you want to, but you're not going to wear the full kit. You don't want to be that guy. No. I'm telling you right now, if they sell the full kit, which by the way, they don't, they, they usually don't sell the shorts. They, they have never seen them sell socks before. Um, If they don't sell this full kit, they are losing out on money. I'm not saying that 100% of the people who bought shirts will go out and buy the shorts and the socks, but I would imagine it's in the 30 or 40% of people who would just want to collect this full kit. So LA Galaxy, if you're listening, uh, you need to get the socks, all right? The socks and the shorts up for sale. Women will
2: wear those socks big time. I'm a socks person, right? So. I love wearing socks, especially knee-length socks and stuff like that. It's been pretty cold this winter in yes. California. You need those. But, yeah, you need those. Th- those are the kind of socks you can rock as well. By the way, Jonah rocked. He looks great in he, that kit. He, I can mean, we just say? Yeah. I, he's ro- he's rocking it, isn't he?
1: They got it all right, and even yeah. with Jonah. And the the first time we got to see the full kit was here, and you saw it. So anyway, so they launched this, right? Let's get mm-hmm. back to the, the i've 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 talked about my love affair uh, with this jersey, and obviously, um, as a member of the media, I needed to purchase one in order to review it accurately. So um, the one or four that I purchased. Or plus the toddler <laughs> one is purely for review, uh, and I'll let you know how all those uh, those turn out um it, you know, so you get to the launch, uh, everything goes off about five or six minutes before ten o'clock because it was supposed to go off at 10. And by the way, before we even get there, I was getting questions two days before the event about everything. can we go to the store? Can we do this? And so I had to go to the galaxy and be like, hey, People are asking me these questions. I go, I don't know the answers. And they're like, well, it'll be on the press release on Wednesday. And I'm like, that's going to be too late. I go, you don't like I'm getting all these questions. Now, there is there's a fervor building. There is rumbling. I can feel it. Mm. The ground is starting to shake and you're about to have an earthquake. And I'm your early warning system. I'm telling you, it's going to go. Um, And so they started giving me information. I started feeding that out. If you're not on the Discord, all the Discord people had the information. Uh, The LA Galaxy screwed up in a couple different ways. One is they did not send out, most of them did not send out season ticket member um, emails with their codes on them. Uh, In fact, most of them didn't send it out Mm. until like four or five hours after the kit had launched. And by that time, everything was sold out. So the smart people who I told, hey, contact your reps in the Discord and on Twitter went and contacted the reps and got their code. Uh, But the Galaxy should have been out in front on that, and they should have put those out on Monday or Tuesday um, for everybody to set way they could do it. So they they screwed that up. Um, But the kit launched about five or six minutes beforehand. The kids ones came on, and it was funny. Because the kids ones dropped and I was like, oh, I didn't even think about getting Jake one. I, I mean, this is I probably should get Jake one. He, he he, likes the galaxy being he's 14 months old, almost 15 months old. He likes the galaxy. So I, I should, probably, should probably get him some. So I called my wife. I'm like, hey, what size should I get him? And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just I'm just going to get him at one. Don't worry about it. I'm going to, you know, do so she gave me the size and, and I put that in my cart immediately. And then by the time I refresh it a couple minutes before 10, they had dropped on the Team LA store. Um, And so then everybody started putting in their codes and you could see it. It was funny because our discord and Twitter were very, very busy right up until the point where the kits came out and then there was nothing. And it was because everybody was on the website ordering their kits. So Mm -hmm. I agree with you that having it be there in person would have been amazing, right? Yeah, totally. But the fact that nobody was there and the fact that the only way you could get it was online was sort of like Adele tickets, right? Whenever Adele tickets come out, you get, in line, you get in line, you wait, and you click, 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 and you hopefully you get them. And if you're yeah. like if you're like me, you get them and then go, well, I don't want those tickets. I want better tickets to that, and so you click off of it, and then you never go in and again. And your wife is still angry at you four years later. So um that, that that's just me so <laughs> that I,
2: happened huh yes yes of course <laughs> of course it did
1: and she doesn't let me forget it either which is uh, appropriate i screwed that one up that's epic um so uh so you know people were out there ordering their kits they were putting in their things they were doing it i'll tell you right now there were two season ticket holder discounts there was a 25% and there was a 20% and if you got the 25% then you you know and if you got the 20% then you know uh mm-hmm. those those codes were out there and people were sharing them and the funny thing was if you had the Honey app, people had inputted it in, and once uh, you use a coupon code and you have the Honey app, the Honey app goes, Oh, well, do you want us to share that with other people? And apparently people said yes, because people who are using the Honey app were getting twenty and twenty-five percent off in their carts whenever they were oh, going through I that. See. So <laughs>
2: Wow. You went through the whole you clearly from your description, you, you I, lived and breathed the I, whole thing. So, Gosh, so
1: it was so about <laughs> 57 minutes into it, I can tell you that there was a noticeable lack of kits at the team L.A. store, extra smalls and smalls only Um, the authentics flying off the shelf, by the way, and the team L.A. store marks things up higher than the Adidas store and then uh, mm-hmm. the MLS store and then the uh, the Adidas store also said it. Um, so they're, they're going to restock. There's going to be a restock. If you go on MLS um, or if you go to LA and click on the, the shop button there, it should take you to the MLS store. Um, they're, they're basically doing pre-sales now for that mid March reload of kits because they sold out of everything already. The stuff they had in hmm. stock well, is gone.
2: is it? Where does it stand in? Do do we know in terms of fastest selling jersey in MLS it is. history? Apparently, is it, it is. Is it? Yes. Is it? Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. what it felt like from just reading stuff and seeing it and the floor and on social media and and stuff and uh, knowing that you know when something when something runs out that quick, you know. You know, it's a hot ticket. So I was wondering where it sat in in the pantheon of shirt selling.
1: Yeah, apparently. Well, Chris Thomas's tweet was uh, the most successful MLS kit launch in history. I have to imagine there's a metric tied to that. Um, mm-hmm. And because he was willing to put that out there, I have to imagine there's something to that. So I would say it is the most successful. Uh, the interesting thing here is is, is uh, there's some there's the uh, before we get to the to the really bad part that shouldn't have happened and they're still going to work on fixing it. Um, is that uh, there? Now I lost my train of thought. I knew as soon as I thought about Julian Araujo, yeah, I was no, going to get you upset. Were, you
2: were you were talking about uh, you know what's what's interesting is the shirt has sold without. A major. I, I say this respectfully, you, without a major superstar. You, you
1: said it, and that was one of the things I okay. wanted to get to. Thank you. Right, that wasn't yeah. what I was going okay. for, but this was. An, right. This was another part. You can't put this on Chicharito. Chicharito didn't sell those shirts. No. Jonathan Not dos Santos didn't sell those shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, there is no player on that team that sold this shirt. The bottom line is, it was the correct shirt at the correct time yeah. in the correct design, and it almost didn't matter how much they they charge, they charge too much for the, the authentics. And it's not, that's the other thing is there is so many people who went out and got the authentics. A lot of times you see a lot of replicas and I understand the authentics are ridiculously expensive, Um, but that's how you get the stars. And that's everybody wanted the five stars on that Jersey. And you know, people are spending a lot of, a lot of money on that to do it. Um, So, you know, they got so many things right and they hit the right notes. The, the, the one bad thing that that got screwed up really was Julian Rajo switched numbers just I think last week, right? Or earlier in the mm-hmm. week. I think we talked about it on Monday. He went from twenty-two to two. Um this was once Perry Kitchen departed, uh Julian wanted to be number two and he was twenty-two before so he clearly had the twos thing sort of likes it. So he goes back, uh, he grabs the number two, sort of takes off after uh after Mr. Todd Dunavant, who used to be number two for the LA Galaxy and play uh, defense. So I kind of like that as well. Um, So he announced he had number two. But if you ordered from Team LA store, if you ordered from the MLS store, the drop-down menus when you started were Julian Araujo, number 22. Um, And I will say that uh, I know for a fact people did not buy his jersey because it had the wrong number and they were afraid they weren't going to get it. Now, uh, I talked to the LA Galaxy about this. Um, they said that if you bought it from the Team LA store, they're going to make that correction, right? They control that. So they're mm-hmm. going to make that correction. They're going to make sure the 22s go out as a two. Uh, so if you bought it from the Team LA store, you might want to check just to double check. But the LA Galaxy have told me they're gonna, that is going to happen, that the 22s will ship out as twos. And they got the drop-down menu fixed in about 15 or 20 minutes, <laughs> almost by the time they were sold out. Wow! But, but, but still, it took them a little while to get it fixed. But they control that, so they were able to do that. If you bought it from the MLS store, however, they're still telling people that if you bought it with the 22 and this is not the LA Galaxy, this is the MLS store. They're saying if you bought it with the 22, it's coming with the 22 and the LA Galaxy are absolutely working on it. I know Chris Thomas is working on it. Um, I know uh, Vicky Mercado is working on it. I know they're trying to get that because nobody wants to buy that jersey and then be stuck with a number he's not wearing anymore. You want to have the two on it. Um, And so... And also the
2: reason why he changed the number two, you know, for him, I, I'm sure. And you said that he's upset. I heard
1: heard that he was upset and that he was, he was looking at, at ways to fix it. I mean, you know, in my mind, there's there's easy ways to fix this is that you one, you get a hold of the people at the MLS store and you say, Hey, morons, no, put the two on. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted Julian Rajo with the two. If you need to email them and ask them, Do you want it with 22 on or two, which is new numbers? Go above and beyond. That's a processing center there. That's a big facility that they do for the MLS mm-hmm. store. So you're not getting people who are necessarily MLS employees. You're getting people who are who are I think it's like fanatics because the MLS store and then the stuff that I buy from like Arizona estate and then the stuff that i buy from my wife's college which is university of maryland all send me emails at the exact same time so they're Mm -hmm. all the same company doing the same thing and 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 sort of pushing that stuff so it's a big warehouse so they don't have control over that but they they're trying to they're trying to tell them to change that and do that if that doesn't work and they ship out 22 with araho from the mls store that's fine the la galaxy should say just bring it to us and we'll replace it
2: whose mistake is it josh
1: I have to imagine that either it was an oversight by the LA Galaxy where they said, we forgot to change the numbers because they probably had the number list in there beforehand, right? Because it was mm-hmm. planned out in in, out in advance and then Julian Araujo changes and they forgot to do it. Or they did tell people and they didn't do it in time to change it, right? Right. Um, so either of those happens. I, I don't... I don't care which way it is; it just needs to be right for people. Um, and I know the galaxy are working on it. They want to make it right. So as much as you want to blame them or, or or get angry at them, they're supposed to tr- be trying to fix this. Yeah, um, and that's what they need to do. Again, like I said, the the easy thing is um, is, is really just about um, trying to get uh, the the right number in the right hands. And Julian Rajo. The bad thing is, if he had any bonuses in his contract, and we don't know if he does, but let's say if he sold a certain number of shirts, that you know he would get like a little kicker on it. Yeah, yeah. That took a hit because people didn't want to buy it.
2: Yeah, well, hopefully they'd fix that because, you know, he, he, if there's a player that you want to make sure that you take care of, it's him. You know,
1: it is, it is. And and by the way, Matthew in the in the uh, chat room says, you know, if you have the number twenty two, Julian Araujo and it's and you get it maybe if you're into collecting jerseys you save that one because now it's a collectible it's it's a it's a quote-unquote misprint um on it so uh we'll see we'll see how all of that goes but yeah um Unbelievably successful uh, kit launch. They did a lot of things right. They messed up on the season ticket holders. Um, I would have sent those codes out earlier. And I think that they messed up on on Julian Araujo. Um, I think the prices continued to be just astronomically expensive. I mean, one hundred and eighty something dollars for an authentic kit uh, that doesn't happen over in England there sophie you can buy a a, an authentic kit for much cheaper than that yeah if you You, buy them if you ordered one from where you are in southern california and it got shipped from the uk all the way here it would still be cheaper than what it
2: would i've bought arsenal kits for some of my friends kids and it's cost me like 60 bucks not even um with putting their name on it and getting the shipping, uh, and then obviously buying the shirt and stuff like that. And in Europe, a lot they, if a player leaves, for example, and it's happened, Josh, where all of a sudden there's a transfer and he goes, they honour that. So if you say, for example, bought a Ronaldo shirt and he left Real Madrid, they would honour that, and you'd be able to swap it generally. So yeah, I think it's like I think sometimes we forget. In this time, it's very tricky. A shirt launch is really big. I mean, this it's is huge. massive money for a club. Yep you guys and to to have to do it in a covid environment where you can't like i said have the hoopla and the press and the day and everything there yeah i mean it it takes a lot it's a lot isn't it josh it really is it's not easy
1: it it is but i I think that you can provide maybe a better perspective on this than than anybody else just understanding the pr side of things and and coming from a, a little more of that background I mean, yeah, this
2: uh, you can't control the the you, you can control the narrative as much as you can. But when people are in the room and you're one on one with them and you're talking and then, you know, say you'd you'd have had I'd imagine if it was in uh, in person, it would have been Jonathan Dos Santos. It would have been Chicharito Araujo, um There would have been the, goal, the goalkeeper.
1: Yeah, there would have been lasers you know,
2: lasers and all that type of stuff. And then you've got the networks and everyone gets excited and then you've got the one-on-one with the players and then you've got like the round table or you've got everyone, you know, doing the presser. You've got Chris Klein there. You've got, I'm not sure if most people would have been happy with that, but you've got Chris Klein there.
0: (laughs) Right.
1: Uh,
2: You've got the coach, which no nobody has had the opportunity yet to kind of sit with and talk to and, you know, except, except
1: this show because we got them right after. Yeah. but I mean, in person, you know what I mean?
2: It's a totally different ball game um, when you're creating an event. Events are supposed to be with people in person. There's only so much you can do on Zoom, and the, and and you lose that touch, that that vibe, and that excitement. And the showpiece and LA is all about show. It's it a show.
1: It is. And
2: it, and uh, I can imagine it, it. was a it was a bit of a bummer that they weren't able to do that.
1: Yeah, I, I think. I, it's weird because I, I, it's hard to sort of put the genie back in the bottle and say maybe it would have been better this way because it was so successful the way they did it. The cartoon that they put out was beautiful, yeah, and gorgeous. Awesome. All the stories—I mean, the 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 media that I got. Like usually, you get like you know three or four pictures and you get a video, and everybody's happy. And I got like thirty pictures. I mean, they went so far out of their way. All the photographers who worked on this. Unbelievable job during COVID to get all that stuff done. The stuff that they shot at the Rose Bowl, they got it right. It, it, it mm-hmm. means nothing when the team falls on its face later this year if, if they can't put it together, and I understand that. right? But if you wanted to elevate the the collective psyche of a fan group who has been battered and beaten here. And maybe that's what Arsenal needs. They needed a really nice new (laughs) kit, Sophie, and maybe that'll solve some problems, but it, uh, it makes, it made the pandemic disappear for about 30 or 45 minutes as people were frantically trying to buy something that they knew their kids would wear someday because yeah. it is that iconic of a kid. It's a throwback and it's a copy, but it's more than that in, in 2021 and, and what it means. So, I mean, they shifted a whole mentality for a couple hours for a fan base.
2: Do you know what it is, Josh? They made us feel normal again. Things like that make you feel normal again. And we're, we're not living everyone says this new normal. No, it's, it's an, it's a new abnormal. And none of us, you know, obviously it's been a struggle and it's, you know, I know, I mean, I, I don't want to get into like, you know, the whole COVID thing, but it, the, what I loved was, you know, the Rose Bowl angle was just a beautiful touch, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think for a lot of people coming into this too, and younger fans, this is what I say to a lot of Arsenal fans too, who just have lived the Wenger era. Well, you know what, before, also the Emirates, there was Highbury, there's this nostalgia. Each club has so much great history, whether you've been around for as short a time as Leipzig have or you've been around as long as LA Galaxy or Manchester United, every team has a story to tell. And I think they did that in a really well. And just for a fleeting moment, it felt like, wow. I think it also gave people hope that they might be able to go back to the
1: football this season, Josh. Maybe, maybe. I mean, you know, we we sit here and we guess, and and now everybody's. It's funny because everybody who ordered the kit now is like, "Um, can we can 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 we wear these to the game? Like, how is everybody gonna look whenever they go, um, to to the game?" By the way, big shout out to Will who gave us a little uh, five dollars super chat there. Uh, he says this is a paid advertisement from Honey. So see, we did get our money from Honey. Five dollars. <laughs> we appreciate that. Thanks, Will. Um, very much appreciated. No, I mean, y- you know, it's. Y- Again, I think they did a great job. I think they did what uh, what you would hope. Everything you'd hope a kit to be, is, this is. And now they move on. And unfortunately, it's over and we turn the page because yep. we're done. There's there's nothing more to to worry about. That the next thing you want to see is the players wearing it on the field, and that's not going to happen until April seventeenth. So, um, there's a lot of there, there's still a lot of work for the LA Galaxy to do. Um, I, I'm looking at the roster again. Um, Jonathan Dos Santos is a starter, so we, you know, you can certainly count on him. Um, you know, it's a che- big
2: season for him.
1: It, it, it's a huge, and apparently it's a contract year for him. Um, mm. so this is it. And if he's not, if he doesn't do well, then the LA Galaxy probably don't ask him to come back. He's bought a house in LA. He wants to stay. I think he's a TAM player next year. And if that's the case, then then maybe that's better for the LA Galaxy. But he's got to come here and show that he's healthy and that he can play. Yeah. And then he can play to yeah. a level that we sort of expected him to play in 2019 um, whenever he was playing with Zlatan Ibrahimovic. And we said, hey, this is the Jonathan Dos Santos we expected.
2: Totally. I know he's been injured and he's come back and he's, you know, obviously his knee previously as well. And um, this is a big year for him. He's got to show up. He's uh, he's he's too important of a player uh, and and the team needs him. And obviously, if he's if injuries come, but now he's got to show something big this season, I think uh, it's time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It is. It, it's time for him. It's time for, you know, Javier Hernandez. We talk about Chicharito all the time. He's yeah. doing all the right things. He's working out. He looks like he's in shape. I Those w-
2: hammer workout videos that uh, he and uh,
1: Emilio yeah, <laughs> have been putting together are quite entertaining. They, they've been they've been they've been working <laughs> out. Uh, he's been working out. If I had his body. Oh, man, I, I could I could do some damage of of sitting here on the podcast. Um, and so, you know, Chicharito's doing well. Um, he looks like he's going. People Gonzalez has a huge, huge um, year to sort of prove that he is even half of a player that he was supposed to be um, in all this. Sebastian lejet has to prove that last year wasn't just a fluke yeah. of him being good on a bad team. Um, and by the way, I'm still very critical of his season last year. I think that he played out of position more than he really should have. And that's why he scored a lot of goals, but nobody else was scoring. So I don't know that you could really blame him for that. So uh, Sebastian lejet there. I mean, Dan Starris sort of has to prove all these people in this chat room and most of the people on Twitter are saying the LA Galaxy need a new center back. And as soon as they do that, they rarely throw him in place of people. Gonzalez who's horrible. They want to toss Dan Starris out. And I'm telling you, Dan Starris is one of the better American defenders in Major League Soccer, and he needs to prove that. And show that with a competent defense behind Greg Vanny. There's so many guys who have to prove stuff this year.
2: They do, but and, and but the thing with Dan is, and you and I have seen it. Um, uh, he's very he's leadership material. That guy. He should be. He absolutely I mean, should be. Right. In interviews, he stands up. He doesn't shy away. He's we've seen him be like. He takes it on. There were some terrible moments where, you know, we were doing interviews last year, and it was like, oh gosh, you know, how do you kind of ask them. Like, why are you so crap? Yes. You know, in a really polite way. And and I always felt like he handled things quite well. That, you know, I, that's, that's the, the, the thing with this team, Josh, is leadership.
1: Yeah. Where, I, I, go I, on. No, no, you're right. Yeah. I don't mean to interrupt and I apologize. No, um, no, no. But, but, but Chicharito apparently is that guy right now. And you want to see that. You need that to happen, Sophie. You need Chicharito to be a leader on this team because you need him to be good. Because if he's not good, the LA Galaxy aren't going to be good. Same thing happens with Jonathan Dos Santos. You want him to be a leader on this team. Um, Somebody has to figure out how to win. And then they have to understand what winning means. And you never worried about that during the Bruce Arena years in 2011, 2012. There were guys on that team who knew what it meant to win an MLS Cup. That's hard to do. Winning is hard. Winning constantly is hard. People want to ask how they, how they bring back this LA galaxy team. And and my argument is you need that leadership, but you need to understand what winning is. And you need to understand that losing uh, will tear that locker room apart again. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you lose all the time, your locker room is going to be crap. There's, there's no way to save that.
2: Different coach as well. And maybe a coach who isn't going to try and put square pegs in round holes sometimes. I think that was one of the biggest things um, with GBS, you know, and there was a frustration on that front. But at some point the players have to take accountability as well. And there were games where they didn't show up and didn't show enough fight. And when, you know, when they were faced with adversity, they struggled a lot last season. So it's really important. And when you see kind of, we were talking about the top of the show about there's no movement, there's nothing really happening Can these play? is this manager going to be able to turn this team around? He's got a big job on his hands.
1: Here, here, let's play a game. I want you to count starters for me. So I'm going to tell you who's a starter on this roster and you keep track of them. So that way we can figure out how many starters are currently out of 25. All right. Jonathan Dos Santos is a starter. Uh, Javier Hernandez is a starter. People Gonzalez is absolutely a starter on this team. Uh, Sebastian Legette is a starter. Dan Steris is a starter. Now we have to start going down. Julian Araujo is a starter. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Still going down the list. I'm at Kai Kareniuk, who is not. Uh, Sasha Kluschen is not a starter, probably a a guy. Uh, Jorge Villafania is a starter. Uh, So he's there. Uh, Jonathan Bond is a starter. So Donna. Okay, I'm done. How many starters do I have? Eight. I have eight. So you need three more to field a team.
2: In which positions as so well?
1: Both wings get you both there. Both wings. Um, and then because you're going to
2: have to fill the Pavon void, right?
1: Yes, yes. And then I think that there is a um, there is a, a a midfielder in there as well. So both wings and, and a midfielder of some sort. I guess Legette is sort of is going to be one of those. I, I think uh, attacking players. He may end up playing on the wing. Um, you might need a defensive midfielder in there because uh, Vanny seems mm-hmm. to think that Jonathan Dos Santos is going to be his attacking midfielder or more his box-to-box thing. And by the way, we have to stop for a second. Uh, Matthew, uh, Matthew dropped $20 in our, uh, in wow, our super chat. That. So Matthew, I mean, if you want to chime in with the, with the thing you would like us to talk about for a minute, you, you're more than welcome to pick a, pick a subject uh, whenever you tip uh, $20 for sure. So um, we, we appreciate that. But um yeah, the two wings. Pavone solves one of those, right? So if you sign Christian Pavone, then he comes in on the left wing. Um, there's nobody currently at the right wing unless you want to move Sebastian Lejèt out there. Uh, you have two center backs and Stares and people Gonzalez. You have a back line. You have a goalkeeper. So that's settled. Javier Chicharito Hernandez is supposed to be your starting striker. So he's mm-hmm. there. Um, that doesn't even count by the way the depth the LA Galaxy do not have. And it's funny because they have 25 players on the roster. You would expect that if they don't have a whole bunch of starters, that there's a whole bunch of depth. And I don't see that either. So yeah. um, they have a lot of work to do, but they have a whole bunch of, of international slots. And I would imagine right now they have some some TAM on there as well. So, What's um, the deadline
2: for that, Josh?
1: Uh, we have plenty of time. Uh, yeah. The The transfer window doesn't even open up, I think, until March. Uh, and it right. doesn't close until June 1st. June. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so, so uh, there's a lot of time to sort of, uh, sort of get there. Uh, there's a lot of free agents available. I know people are talking about Dom Dwyer, and don't you dare talk about Dom Dwyer on oh. this podcast. I see anybody who's a reporter and who was there that day is never going to say you should sign Dom Dwyer. <laughs> if you want to talk about... Yeah, I, it's just, it's crazy to I'll me. I'll just let you address that. It, it's crazy to me that one person can melt down and and not a meltdown, but consciously do something that hurts their, their reputation from there on out with, with, the, with reporters. I mean, reporters are never going to be on Dom Dwyer's side again. That was it. We're we're done. You can't. You can't convince me that they're ever going to do that as well. So, uh, by the way, big shout out to to Eduardo. Five dollars on the ship You've got the chat. money
2: coming in now, mate. And and you, you opened up Pandora's box here. I,
1: <laughs> I think. I think what they really want to do. I like. I keep waiting. I, if you, if you do tip, you can usually, you suggest things that you want us to talk about. Yeah. And, you know, as long as it's not rude or crude, I will, I will take your suggestions, especially on a night where we literally had like two things to talk about and somehow we've made it to an hour right now um, <laughs> on, on these things. But Anthony as well, thank you for that um, and Eduardo. So, um, that's where, where it is. And, 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 and John says he's trying, but you know, too many password attempts and now he's locked out on his Amex and you know, the black <laughs> Amex, the rich galaxy <laughs> fans. Have you heard that, that fun thing too? The rich galaxy fans thing?
2: I have not. It was just uh, something I should is. know about.
1: I, I'm, uh, let me ask the chat room, um, Is it worth it? Is this a recent thing? Yes, it is. Um, I think it was uh, a West Ham fan. I'm going to get it wrong. There was a West Ham supporter who said something like, oh, well, I would support the LA Galaxy. But, you know, um, it's the LA Galaxy are just a bunch of rich people and LAFC are where the where the the salt of the earth people are sort of i'm paraphrasing the whole deal oh my gosh hilarious and so 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 somebody tweeted out by the way it was unbelievable it was such a, he's like i'm here for all of that la galaxy like salty twitter chat which is like now for the rest of this year for sure and probably for the next 10 years Uh, you're the rich galaxy fans thing is going to be, you know, people were buying their kits and being like, man, rich galaxy fans got to do our things. You know, it's just, they've embraced it. They've taken this insult that, that, you know, everybody of course is rich who is an LA galaxy fan. Um, and they've taken it and and now it's just like, now it's their thing. The galaxy are going to wear that. And so I was thinking about making a a shirt that said "Rich Rich Galaxy Fans" on it, and of course, <laughs> of course, charging reasonable prices for such shirt because Rich Galaxy fans can't go spending money on on t shirts. You know, that's that type of thing. Yeah, it, um,
2: exactly. Well, I mean, you saw the list that just came out, right? The top ten richest clubs or owners in the world. Yes, and, and LA Galaxy were number six.
1: Number six eight, eight, um, eight Phillip, yeah, Mr. Anschutz. Mr. Anschutz has a lot of money. Um, yep. it doesn't mean he can spend it in major 1 billion. It doesn't mean he can spend it all in, major I know. in soccer. I
2: know such a shame that he can't seriously. Yeah, it is a shame.
1: Um, it, it doesn't make sense. I, I think for him to spend, you know, the, the type of money that maybe you'd spend in France or maybe you'd spend in England on, on a team. Just, it doesn't make sense right now. The, the, certainly the, the salary rules don't really allow you to do it. I mean, if you wanted to spend a hundred million dollars on a player, you absolutely could. The rules allow it. Uh, they'd be a designated player and you'd pay them whatever the transfer fee is, plus whatever they're making. So if you wanted to pay, you know, a messy $50 million to come play for the LA Galaxy, you absolutely could do it. There, It's within the rules. Um, but that doesn't really make sense in an MLS era to yeah. do that. So it's just about growing that league and letting Phil eventually spend some of that money. And the other thing is that he has so many assets and, you know, AEG is one of his assets and they hold so many things um, that that's not exactly liquid you know, monetary funds. He can't just like go out and write a check for $10 billion. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. He he doesn't have that. Yeah,
2: no, no. It's a show. I think like, I think MLS and that's a whole other show by the way, because in terms of growth, you know, I don't know. Um, if, I mean, you know, Simon, um, oh my gosh, my name, his last name escapes me.
1: I love his books.
2: Soconomics guy Simon. Don't
1: don't ask. I was going to say Simon yeah. Cowell, and, and no, that's no. clearly not so the person he, you're he looking for.
2: He wrote a book where he talked about China and the US becoming the emerging markets um, in in soccer and stuff like that. So and obviously there's that rumor, of course, that's been going around for a while about Suarez and Messi going to into Miami, and you know where's Ronaldo going to end up next? So it's. You know, we may have to wait another season for the mega superstars uh, to come over, Josh. But the the economic model, I think, is going to I don't think it'll ever change because the sustainability, you know, and and the comfort that that sustainability brings. It's very difficult to overhaul it, isn't it, really, when you don't have relegation and promotion
1: as well? It, It is. and And, you know, but that also allows, I think you know not having promotion relegation allows you to invest more in the team knowing it's still going to be there than the next year i mean you can you can knock that as much as you want and i think there's some valid arguments to 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 looking at prorel and and sort of saying you know the atla galaxy would have been relegated by now so you wouldn't have had to worry about them they would have they would have been especially after you know 2017 for sure uh, they may have fought their way back up but that's not a a given being how they played uh, throughout that stretch Um, But however that ends up happening, Sophie, uh, eventually the money will be spent and we're seeing more and more money being spent in in MLS all the time. But I'm still going to be here. I was on uh, one of my friend's podcasts uh, last night because I have nothing better to do, apparently, than, than go on podcasts. But Jesse is a, is a Galaxy fan, um, is is one of the people who was one of our our earlier listeners, I think in 2013 or, or 2014 or something like that, went through some cancer treatment and is, is all doing better. And so he has a podcast, mm. so I went on his. Uh, I think it's The Jesus Show, and it's not that Jesus. Um, I'm sure I'm getting it wrong, Jesse. I apologize. Uh, but we went on there, and he was sort of saying something, and I forget how we got into it, but I said, I don't think you understand. I want a podcast and cover the LA Galaxy until I'm 90 years old. Until I die, I would like to do this because I enjoy it and it's fun. I go, I want to be the guy that whenever you walk into the podcast or whenever you walk into the press box, you look over in the corner and there's this old guy who's sort of hunched over looking at the starting lineups, (laughs) who's got all this stuff like laid out in the corner and they're like, who is that guy? And they're like, you don't know who that is? That's Josh (laughs) Gessman. He just shows up and he does podcasts. (laughs) I'm like, we don't, we don't, I don't know. He's been here forever. He's before, like, that's me. I want that. And I just want to be in the story. And, you know, everybody sort of says hi, but nobody really talks to me. I'm off in my little corner. I'm, I'm arguing with the PR people about stats and how they weren't kept right. And back in 2021, we did this. And, you know, that's, that's. We're back
2: to the beat right next to you. Yeah.
1: Is no, is he, he'll be happen. long dead. He's way older. He'll than be me, long dead. Dead. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, for sure, especially if somebody doesn't kill him and he keeps breaking his feet. Yeah. Uh, Si- Simon and Garfunkel, Simon. No, I know. Holmes. it's So funny.
2: It's Simon Cooper, you guys. <laughs> okay. I got Simon Le I mean, I. Still <laughs> <laughs> they,
1: they they really tried to help you out. They Sim-
2: really did. Simon really says did. so. Uh, very
1: good. All right. So anyway, that's. Awesome. I, I think that's it for tonight. I um. I hopefully we had a little bit of a wacky show and we got some fun things stuff in there as well. Uh, I'm glad that you everybody could sort of sit there and uh, and 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 work through my excitement over the kit launch and how right everything went. Um, I guess if you can't play well, you might as well look good. And, and right now I think the LA galaxy, Oh, I forgot to say this about the kit. Show me a nicer kit in world soccer right now. I, 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 I don't see them all, but there isn't one I'm telling you right now. I think the LA galaxy have it this year. I think they have the nicest kit in soccer this year.
2: I'm a huge fan of Peru's kit. Always have been. Okay. I, I love their kit and crystal palace kind of have that emulated that and they have had it for years and they bought it back. Um, it's
1: the best one in MLS for sure. That's not even close. I'm, I'm telling yeah. I mean, since FC Cincinnati came out with a, a great one, um, and it's super sharp and I'm like, you know, any other year FC Cincinnati, that one might've been the best one, but not this year, not this time. The LA galaxy have that. Um, and, and, and in my mind, you're going to have to go a long way. It's, it has to be in the top five kits in the world has to be, at, there's no way that you can say that it's outside the top five. So I, could
2: you, could you imagine Zlatan in that kit?
1: <sighs> can they send him one just so I mean, we, can we should see? just send him one we, so he could put
2: it on, you know, Larry, so we can, can all just frame that picture.
1: Larry can put some bifocals <laughs> in there for him or something like that. And you know, the whole totally.
2: If Larry asks, I think he will get it done. I think it'll happen.
1: It it'll 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 be uh it'll be a good time. So anyway, uh, Sophie, thank you for for coming on tonight. I certainly thank appreciate you for having that. me
2: back. It's been a while, and I have thoroughly enjoyed it.
1: You, Great stuff. You are amazing. You always step in whenever I need somebody. And uh, Eric's gonna be away from the podcast for a couple of weeks, so uh, I I imagine that we'll have uh, Larry on next week, and then maybe we'll get back okay. to you, and and you can come on and and do that again. So, All uh, good. LA Why Galaxy never? getting closer to uh the start of. The preseason, they're reporting things are going to be happening here starting in March. Um, so pay attention. We should have some movement. We should have some, some things to talk about. Uh, we just don't have much to talk about right now. But somehow we still got an hour and ten minutes. So hey, we're hanging in there. All right, uh, Sophie, why don't you tell people uh, where they can find you, and we'll get on out of here.
2: Yeah, uh, at Soccer Diva on Twitter and at Highbury Squad as well. And check out our YouTube channel, Highbury Squad. Um, if you like all things Arsenal and Premier League and European football. So thanks for having me, Josh. I love your passion and I love your love for LA Galaxy. Um, you're amazing and keep doing what you're doing. You smash it, mate. Brilliant stuff.
1: Thank you, Sophie. You're so kind. If you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-N. And of course, at Galaxy Podcast. Head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. That's where we got our articles, our videos, our podcasts, all that stuff right there. Cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm going to go drink another liquid IV. You're not supposed to do it. I'm going to do it anyway. We're doubling up tonight. We're going crazy. For Miss Sophie Nickel nickelau I'm Josh Gessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody.
0: You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy.